KCSB FM, Santa Barbara, 91.9. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Lisa Osborne. This is the show that keeps you in the know about what's happening in and around Isla Vista. And this episode is focusing on housing assistance in Isla Vista, as well as a new program that can provide housing assistance to those in need across Santa Barbara County. So let's begin in Isla Vista though. Some recent residents of Isla Vista's tiny homes, those were the small dwellings temporarily set up in the parking lot at the IV Community Center. They were there for about six months, starting around Christmas time. Well, a lot of the people who live there have found a more permanent place to live. A former sorority house on El Colegio has been transformed into a living space, a place for around 50 people who had been experiencing homelessness. They can live there and also receive supportive assistance to help them get back to a more stable place. And later in the show, you're going to be hearing about a new emergency housing vouchers program that could be of interest to both landlords and local residents who are in need of a secure place to live, not only in Isla Vista, but throughout Santa Barbara County. Our guest is Emily Allen. She is a housing program specialist senior for the County of Santa Barbara. And since we have her here, we want to make the most of this opportunity to make you aware of these various housing assistance programs. Emily, thanks so much for speaking with me today. Tell me more about this new transitional living space in Isla Vista. Yeah, we we refer to that as a navigation center and it is the new South County Navigation Center. So it's a place where people who are experiencing homelessness can be referred and then can go there and start to work on um, collecting all the different documents that they need for housing, connect with different supportive services and healthcare services with really that goal of leaving and going to permanent housing. So there had been a large encampment in a park in Isla Vista for quite a while. And is this where some of the residents for this navigation center came from? Yeah. So there was the temporary emergency pallet shelter in Isla Vista, and that was operated by Good Samaritan. And those were, you know, the they kind of looked like the tiny houses that people moved into. And that actually was able to bridge a lot of people to permanent housing. But some of the people um, who were there when the temporary pallet shelters ended have gone to the navigation center. And then also people who were living in the parks and in other areas of Isla Vista are being referred to the um, navigation center now. And this navigation center, it used to be a sorority, and someone told me it was actually a high-end sorority at one time. It's on El Colegio. Could you tell me a little bit more about it? How many rooms or how many beds? And and what does the living situation look like for the residents there? Sure. So it's, I think, just a great spot for this navigation center. The way it's designed allows people to have, you know, some more privacy than they have at some of the bigger what we call congregate shelters. And that's been really important during COVID, you know, for people to have more space. I think also for people to agree to go into a navigation center, having more privacy is a consideration for a lot of people. And there are even some units that are designed for people who are couples or partners where they can stay together, which is one reason sometimes people don't access shelters. So that's been, I think, really positive. Many of the rooms are designed to be quads or doubles. And so people are sharing space, but like I said, it's um, 
less crowded than some of the, the typical emergency shelter you know, settings that you might see. And will there be a limited time for the residents there? Yeah, so the operators of the Navigation Center are Good Samaritan, and they help to operate the emergency temporary pallet shelters. So they, you know, typically will have people there, you know, for um, a period of time that then they can, they can renew that period of time if, if people are working, you know, towards accessing permanent housing. You're with the Housing and Community Development Division for the County of Santa Barbara. What is your role in all of this? Are you focused solely on the housing aspect or do you actually work on more of the transitional process? Housing and Community Development, you know, one thing that they do, um, that we do is to see different federal and state funding that comes to the county and then work with different providers um, to provide the services we work with other county departments when they're leasing and purchasing land for homeless services, like with this navigation center. So that's what, you know, some of the focus of our department is. I personally am very focused on supporting what's called our coordinated entry system, which is how people who are experiencing homelessness are assessed and connected with different services and housing. And so part of this navigation center is that we make we help with the referral process as people are being referred to the navigation center. Meaning that so one thing about this navigation center, because of where it is, you know, where it is in Isla Vista, it's not designed to be a navigation center where people just walk up um, and show up and you know ask to, to enter the program. It's will be done through referral. We're working with Good Samaritan so that different providers can make referrals to the navigation center. How did the funding for this come about? Did the county buy this building or did you get funds from from other areas? You know, we've seen significant federal and state funding come into the county to address homelessness. You know, it's more funding than we've seen in the past. And so that's the funding. And right now the board of supervisors approved a lease of the building with an option to purchase the building. So it's being the provider, the service provider, Good Samaritan is providing the services in that space now. And what makes it appealing to be in Isla Vista? Yeah, I mean, I think that we we have not had an emergency shelter in Isla Vista. Um, even warming centers, you know, have not been able to um, consistently operate in Isla Vista. And what we tend to see are that people, you know, who live in an area tend to really be hesitant to leave the area where they know, you know, where, where different services are, where they know, you know, the community, they feel, you know, that they are part of that community. So it, it really felt like it was necessary that in Isla Vista that we have you know, a space that people could could shelter while they were working on moving towards permanent housing. 
And another project in Isla Vista, the Pescadero Lofts, which Father John Stephen Hedges, um, who passed away earlier this year, he was, uh, I understand, really involved in in uh, making the converting the Pescadero Lofts from they were some kind of student housing into um, permanent housing for people who had been experiencing homelessness at one time. This is a different model, though. Is that right? The South County Navigation Center is going to be more temporary. Yeah, it is a different model. Permanent supportive housing is really key to ending a person's homelessness. The navigation center is really one of the first steps after outreach has been able to connect with the person to helping them find a safe place where, you know, then they can start working on gathering the different documents that they need for housing, you know, making sure they have an ID, a social security card, you know, just gathering all that information that's needed to be able to move into a permanent supportive housing opportunity like Pescadero Lofts. The county is honoring Father John Hedges with this program, isn't that right? So the program is being called the Hedges House of Hope right now by Good Samaritan. You know, moving forward, there will be more news about, you know, potentially what the building might be named. And you knew Father John I did. You know, I was I was lucky to know him for many years and work on homeless issues. We worked together actually to identify people for Pescadero Lofts when it first opened and help people collect all their documents so that they could move into Pescadero Lofts. And I know that seeing people move into housing was something, you know, that really motivated him. So I know that this navigation center, you know, is going to help even more people move into permanent housing. What a huge um, asset to the Isla Vista community. His um, memory lives on. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Lisa Osborne talking with uh, Emily Allen. She's the housing program specialist senior with the County of Santa Barbara Housing and Community Development Division. We're talking about the new South County Navigation Center, which is a building that used to be a sorority house in Isla Vista on El Colegio, and it's now a transitional um, living facility. A lot of the residents, uh, I understand, who were staying at the tiny houses that were in Isla Vista Um, Some of them have moved into this building. And we actually spoke to a person who was living in the parks uh, around Christmas time who moved into one of the tiny houses. And he, our reporter, was able to catch up with him. And he was, he had learned that he was finding some permanent housing. So there is good work um, coming out of the effort of Good Samaritan and the county to really come up with solutions for people experiencing homelessness. Well, we typically cover Isla Vista on this program. I would like to talk to you a little bit about the uh, emergency housing voucher program that was recently announced uh, that's going to actually support county residents who are struggling, um, not only in Isla Vista, but around the county. Could you talk a little bit about that, Emily? Sure, absolutely. And I think, you know, some of the good news is that the people who were staying at those temporary emergency pallet shelter units, you know, they really all of them were verified for eligibility. You know, they were marked what we call document ready in the system and now can be connected with this resource, which is a housing voucher, but it's not just the housing voucher. It's also supportive services. And we know that when we have this voucher, which helps with the rental cost and we have the supportive services, that that really does then become permanent supportive housing. So we have 215 right now 
of these emergency housing vouchers. And these are coming to our county through the American Rescue Plan Act. And they are um, being distributed through our coordinated entry system. So the housing authorities and the coordinated entry system through the county have entered into a memorandum of understanding for how these referrals will happen. So we're looking at people who've entered into our coordinated entry system, who've been prioritized you know, for permanent supportive housing, often because they have you know, disabilities and have been homeless for a longer period of time. And we're working with outreach workers and different providers then, you know, to make sure that they've been verified as eligible and can move forward with receiving one of these vouchers, which can then, like I said, result in permanent supportive housing. So you were mentioning something they had been identified, maybe they had been experiencing homelessness, but are, are these vouchers for like, say, tenants who have been severely impacted by COVID and unable to pay their rent, will they qualify for this as well? Or is this a different program? It's, it's somewhat of a different program. You know, there is state funding right now, and we're encouraging people that we connect with to apply for that state funding. Um, you know, significant amount of funding that can pay now 100% of rent that people who've been impacted by COVID might owe to their landlord. So encouraging people to access that program. But this is really for people who are either currently experiencing homelessness or who are at risk of homelessness, you know, who've been housed through our coordinated entry system, but really would need those supportive services in that voucher subsidy to retain their housing. And then we also are making referrals to survivors of domestic violence and sexual assault and human trafficking through some of the providers that serve people who've experienced that. To help them get back on their feet, to get them a safe place to live. I think not everybody realizes, but people who are fleeing you know, from domestic violence or sexual assault or human trafficking and don't have the resources to find other adequate housing can be eligible for different homeless programs also. So it's a good opportunity for those because we have talked over the last six or months or a year with residents uh, who are living in the park that didn't want to start to get on the path to, you know, to getting, you know, back into a, a, a solid place to live, that there, there are a lot of resources available for those who, who reach out and just take one step, right? It's one step at a time. Yeah. And I mean, I think the additional resources are so key to this because, you know, my experience and I was able to do direct service and work with people is that, you know, sometimes people will say that, you know, maybe they don't want housing, but a lot of times it's because they've given up on ever being able to have housing. You know, the sometimes the wait lists, when people apply, they'll be told it could be eight, 10 years. And so, you know, by having the system in place where we can make referrals of people who are you know, more vulnerable, who've been homeless longer periods of time, and really, you know, help them navigate the system, you know, find the unit of housing, provide the supportive services, you know, provide that rental subsidy, which makes it affordable. You know, I think that as people see people they know, you know, move into housing, you know, sometimes that changes. And we hear people, you know, who maybe said they don't want housing, we find that you know, they actually do 
when they see that it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Now with drugs and alcohol, mental wellness, those who are experiencing homelessness, sometimes they're dealing with those issues. Are there rules, like, say in this new um, South County Navigation Center in Isla Vista, do they need to be clean? Are drugs and alcohol not allowed? Or are there any kind of parameters like that? Well, you know, the different state and federal funding that we're working with does utilize a housing first approach. And that does mean that, you know, we want to be low barrier. We want people to, you know, come to the navigation center. You know, we want people to be housed without setting these preconditions. But for instance, at the navigation center, you know, one of the rules that people are told before they come in is that drugs and alcohol, you know, can't be used on site, for instance. With the with the vouchers and housing people, the county is right now seeking a service provider. And so we're working to collect, you know, those different proposals from service providers. And we're specifically looking for providers that have that clinical level of training in providing mental health and substance use services. Because we know that, you know, that's one of the services, you know, that people you know, many people certainly will need, you know, people will work with case managers and, you know, there'll be different things people need. Some people want to work on employment, you know, reconnecting with family, um, different things. But, you know, we know that people will also need mental health services and substance use disorder services. So those are just to clarify, because I know I'm jumping around a little bit with you, but the South County Navigation Center and the emergency housing housing vouchers are these resources, the mental wellness and drug and alcohol support, being involved in both programs, the navigation center and the emergency housing vouchers? Yeah, absolutely. So I mean at the navigation center, there are case managers there and they work very closely, you know, they they provide their own level of services, but they also work very closely with Santa Barbara County Behavioral Wellness, their homeless outreach teams um, to connect people to that system. And then with the emergency housing vouchers, there will also be a supportive service provider who will provide those, what we call scattered site supportive services. So they'll go to people where they are in their units and offer services, provide support, you know, help people so that they they retain their housing and are successful in that housing. This is Inside Isla Vista. Emily Allen is our guest. She is the Housing Program Specialist Senior for the County of Santa Barbara, uh, and the Housing and Community Development Division, that is. And we're talking about a couple of different things. There's a new transitional home in, South, in Isla Vista. It's the South County Navigation Center for Uh, individuals who had previously been experiencing homelessness. And there's also a new program to offer emergency uh, housing vouchers for tenants who um, are struggling to find an affordable place to live. This is throughout the county, the emergency housing vouchers. And it's um, so important right now to talk about housing because with COVID, a lot of people have been hard hit. And even before COVID, you know, finding affordable housing in Santa Barbara, it's been a a pretty big challenge. So uh, Emily, what is the incentive for uh, landlords to um, work with you on the voucher program? What's being offered to them? So the two housing authorities have worked together to put together a um, package of incentives. So there's a $1,500 signing bonus for each voucher leased. So if a landlord had more than, you know, 
maybe a landlord has two units, they could be eligible for two of those signing bonuses. There's also security deposit assistance. Um, so up to $2,000 of security deposit assistance. There's also a $2,000 mitigation insurance fund. So if there are any you know, damages or costs, even above the security deposit, the landlord would be protected in that way. And then there are also the at least um, the three years of supportive services that will be provided to each voucher holder. And we, you know, we find that um, landlords who participate in these programs, you know, the housing authorities will provide really great support to them. But we also know that having a supportive service provider who that they they can contact if there are any concerns or needs is also very helpful. So where can property owners go to find out more information or connect with you? Yeah. So if they are in Isla Vista, you know, the housing authority of the County of Santa Barbara is going to be their primary contact. And their number is 805-737-6188. And if they do have property in the city of Santa Barbara, the housing authority of the city of Santa Barbara they can contact at 805-897-1010. When the tenant qualifies to receive the voucher, do they then have to go find the landlord or will landlords who are coming to you, property owners, say, hey, yes, I'm interested. Um, are you already kind of you know, connecting with the property owner in advance so it's easier for the tenants to find the housing? Yeah, so the housing authorities really want to lease up as many of these vouchers by November 1st as possible. HUD is really treating this as a emergency housing voucher, you know, a resource that they want used as fast as possible. So the housing authorities are doing a, you know, campaign to connect with more landlords, certainly. But at the same time, the voucher holders also, you know, will be going out, you know, talking to different landlords, talking to people who might even have a room to rent in a house and, you know, talking to them about being part of this effort. Emily Allen, thanks so much for joining us today. Is there any other, anything else you want to share? Any resources where our listeners can go to find out more about uh, getting involved with this opportunity to find uh, permanent housing? Sure. So if somebody is experiencing homelessness, um, they can go to the Isla Vista Community Room, 970 Embarcadero Del Mar, Wednesdays and Fridays from 1230 to 230. And that's where there are staff and AmeriCorps members who are there that, you know, do that coordinated entry system process that I talked about, where, you know, people are assessed and are entered into our coordinated entry system so they can be connected with different resources and with housing opportunities. And you can find out more information about the coordinated entry system at homeforgoodsbc.org. And then the property owners you mentioned to reach out to the housing authority? Yes. And if you are a, um, if you are a landlord um, or, you know, you might not think of yourself as a landlord, but, you know, some people have a room to rent in their house, are looking for a way to help, and people can reach out to either the housing authority of the county of Santa Barbara, which covers the Isla Vista area, and again, their phone number is 805-737-6188. Or if they have property in the city of Santa Barbara, 
they can reach out to the Housing Authority of the City of Santa Barbara at 805-897-1010. Emily Allen, Housing Program Specialist Senior with the County of Santa Barbara Housing and Community Development Division. We're so happy to hear about the new transitional housing in Isla Vista, the South County Navigation Center on El Colegio. And thank you for um, sticking around with us throughout to the show to talk about the countywide emergency housing vouchers program because it's so important to uh, have a place to live and, and get a step up. Very important resources because so many people are in need and the pandemic hasn't been helping. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Inside Isla Vista. I'm Lisa Osborne. Catch us Wednesdays at five o'clock to talk about what's happening in and around Isla Vista. Our theme music is Siesta by Jawser. This is 91.9 FM KCSB. KCSB.